Welcome to another episode of Employability Matters, a careers-related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work. We feature special guests sharing their personal career journey, as well as provide you with job search tips and relatable careers advice with your host, moi, Sophia Lewis. Joining us today, we have a very special guest, Creative Director Median McPherson, where he will be sharing his career journey running his own digital marketing agency called McPherson Marketing and Sales Solutions. So let's get started. Evening, Median. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome. So introduce yourself to our lovely listeners. So my name is Midian McPherson. I'm the director of uh, McPherson Marketing and Sales Solutions. We're a digital marketing agency and we help businesses um, that's from the start, um, SMEs, small um, startup businesses to corporate. And we help you along the journey of growth. That is awesome. What was your first job? My first job was um, a sales assistant in retail. I actually worked in uh, H&M as a sales assistant for a good four years. That was my first job. Well, my first job, I remember, I'd always tell this story. My mum used to have a, um, a market school down Dawson, <laughs> down, down <laughs> the waist, down the waist. And when I was like 14, 15, we, I had to wake up four o'clock in the morning and go and help my mum sell cushion covers and curtains. Can you imagine? But then when I started to enter into the raving days, yeah, I used to go to rave, meet my mum later and then help her at the school. No playing. I couldn't miss out on it at all. No sleep. Straight to the yeah, job. No sleep, no sleep. <laughs> you know, you know, doing my transactions of selling the cushions and explaining that the curtains would look mm-hmm. in people's houses and stuff, but no sleep. Yeah. Go home, then sleep, you know. Yeah. But it's good because if we think about it, our first jobs really do give us a foundation, isn't it, of the different of types yeah. of soft skills and qualities that are used throughout um, our career. So tell us about your um, your role now as a creative director. What does that involve? So that involves um, project management, uh, prospecting. So I'll be dealing with clients, meeting with clients, um, obviously consulting with my design team, making sure they understand the, the brief and what the client requirements are and making sure that we deliver um, within the scheduled timeline. So that is my day to day. And also I'm responsible for the marketing of my own company. So we're always um, generating leads. So I have that going on in the background as well. Campaign planning. So always looking to see what our next move is uh, within the market, how we can get uh, new clients. Just networking, honestly, just speaking to everybody and just trying to see how I can solve people's problems, what they have in their businesses. So you are the person who will solve people's problems. That is really good. And that's where you make a lot of money because everybody's got problems. (laughs) So you're with the person who will solve people's situations and then you get paid for it as well. You said something really key about um, generating leads and doing a lot of networking. So was you, when you was growing up, was you confident or is that something that you had to build upon? Because sometimes some people feel that, you know, networking and speaking to people that they don't know, they can find that a bit of a challenge. What is it like for you? 
Um, for me, um, well, personally, I've been described as a social butterfly from early, and like I said, I've always been in, um, like, involved in sport activities such as like football. I'll go to basketballs um, and all of these kind of games that you play and that makes you a team player. So um, I would say I was pretty confident in speaking to people just because like, I like speaking to people and dealing with people speak and, you know, networking is my thing. So um, I think I just had a little bit of a, starting out was always hard. Let's just put it that way. Starting out is always hard when you're in a new environment, you always want to make a good first impression. So, you know, everyone has that initial first pressure, but as you uh, get on with it and get into it, it just becomes second nature. So you don't really think about it too much. But if you're, if, it depends if you're introverted or extroverted and you like handling people. It's um, some people are just naturally like that gifted where they can speak to people. But I love networking. Yeah, I like networking. Awesome. So if we're thinking about the types of different soft skills, um, mm. yeah, employability, employability skills, soft skills that are needed for the job that you do. What would you say are the top three that are needed? Um, yeah, team player would definitely be one. Being able to understand and listen to people more than just, you know, um, pre presenting your own ideas. You need to be more focused on what other people are saying. So being a good listener as well. If you're a good listener, you're able to identify the, the issues and the problems people are having. And if you can pinpoint those, you'll always be able to deliver. And also, um, I would say another soft skill is just customer service, you know, courtesy. Um, if you're able, again, it just all comes down to understanding um, different people that have different problems. They come from different industries. So everyone has a different approach and way of working. So if you're able to understand that, then you'll be perfect at managing projects and keeping both your team happy and as well as the client. That's awesome because I was reading up on your industry and the industry on a whole is saying that a lot of new entrants or recruits, they lack soft skills. They've got all the technical hard skills, but it's the soft skills that they are lacking. So it's really good that you're drawing out. It's important to have good customer service, good listening skills and teamwork, collaboration skills, which are highly important in the field that you are in, isn't it? Yes, definitely. I want to focus on your career journey, though, because I read that you went to Germany. You spent some time right. in Germany. So tell us about what degree did you study? And, you know, tell us about your career journey to where you are now as um, the creative director of MMSS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my journey started out, um, I would say, in university. I studied a joint honours degree. And that was um, business and sports studies combined. And that included a year abroad um, where I studied in different countries. So I went to China for half a year and I studied international finance and trade over there as well as marketing. And that was important to see how um, different markets and different people, how they're re uh, receptive to different messages because the same one way we would... Um, communicate with an English market, you can't use that same sort of language and the same sort of, you know, um, persona that you, that you would use now, say in China, they wouldn't receive your message. They probably wouldn't buy your products if you applied the same marketing you'd use here over there directly. You would always have to change things. 
And that was interesting to learn. Um, yeah, just people receive messages in different way across the world. Um, so I was there for six months. Then I went to Germany and studied there as well. I studied international marketing more over there. And um, yeah, I liked it so much that I actually went dormant from my uni semester. So I didn't go back the following semester. I told them I'm gonna take this one out. I applied for an internship through my university in Germany and I got a job there. Um, so I was working as an executive assistant at a German startup company. And that, they was tech based as well. So it was really interesting to see what they do and how to manage a business um, per se, because I was like their second. So all of the little tasks and stuff that they had to do but really didn't want to do. I have those now. <laughs> That's what I was handling there. And that taught me how to organize and manage a small business, manage a small team, um, like even down to filing, accounting, kind of just how to organize my structure. And I also learned over there that um, we was doing a lot of like main maintenance of their website. So that's when I actually got into the back end and able to fix up the website and design it in a way that it's appealing and that was really interesting as well as creating the blogs and newsletters for the company so just keeping and and their linkedin so we'll just be updating all of the next events or whatever's coming up next um, uh, for their platforms so that was what i was really doing out there and i came back and realized that literally i could do it myself i can actually build what i want and just apply those skills and everything I learned there, put it into my company and I'll have the similar sort of uh, business. So they had, um, they was like, what was they doing? They had like this chip, multi-core chip. So I wouldn't be able to do exactly what they do. They had some serious programmers and, you know, their screens look like matrix and stuff. Their model and just the way that you organize yourself and your business, that was really good. and. I feel like it was a good experience in Germany, as you know how Germans are naturally as well. They're way more efficient and they expect things to be done directly. So I felt like I was actually pushed and excelled into making sure that I was efficient working to their standard. That is awesome. What I really took out of your what you've just said there is the importance of being the architect of your life. You made a decision, and with some people, it's quite a courageous decision to decide, you know what, for the next semester, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm not going to go back to university, but I'm going to stay here. So mm -hmm. what made you, um, what pushed you to make that decision? Why did you make that decision to stay in Germany? Um, well, it was based on, obviously, that, the fact that I enjoyed it, as well as um, some personal issues as well. So again, it's, it just depends on your circumstances. I was enjoying it so much there. I wasn't even ready back to be back in the country. So it was like I had a feeling of not not depression, but you know, like you know, in the exploria, like the euphoria is just uh, it's dead. Like it just dies. I come back to England. I'm not happy no more. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what what do I do? Um, I don't want to be here. Literally, what was that? So I started just applying. And my, as soon as I did, I, it was my first job as well. So I was pretty lucky to be accepted. And as soon as I got my acceptance, I booked, I booked my um, ticket. 
before I even told my university I'm not coming back <laughs> because it did start in the summer before the semester actually started and it just ran um, into October where the semester does start in September, October. So I just said, yeah, let me just um, sit this one out and go back and just carry on working there. It's worked out for you, isn't it? Because, you know, you're a creative director of your own organisation. You've got your degree mm -hmm. and you've got like a global... Um, what was it? A global outlook on work experience within yeah. two different types of cultures as well, you know. Um, so mm -hmm. that is really good because I also done when I done my degree back in the day, <laughs> I done a one year work placement as well. And I'm so happy that I've done that one year work placement. I really believe that a lot of the degrees and courses now, they always should have some element of um, work placement, you know, yeah, so that the individual can gain some valid, you know, work skills, you know, for the future at the end of the day. It's not very diverse, is it, IT? No, it's not. It's not diverse at all. Um, but it is what it is, and I hope that we can act encourage more people to get into it because like the space and it's, it's excellent we need more diversity in there in general yeah because i was um thinking about um in terms of it and like there was a fact that said people who have done a computer science degree they are more likely to be unemployed than those who don't can it that i mean that's a booming industry right about now so if you've got a computer science degree, I'm thinking like jobs will be falling into your lap, but it's yeah. not necessarily the case. So it's, it's quite interesting to hear how people have gone into IT because you've, you've done a sports degree as well. Was it combined, isn't it? Yeah, it's combined. So it wasn't even um, necessarily just IT based. It was um, a full like business degree. So as well with the sports and that obviously incorporated marketing, um, you know, accounts, finance, you know, trade. And for me, I just picked my niche in within the business side and marketing was always more interesting to me than like numbers and sitting like down doing accounts. That, that was not really my thing. So that's where I just picked that side of things to go with the marketing and everything's online. That was, um, the IT aspect of it that I liked, I was thinking, you know, tech is the future and all businesses will be or should be promoting their stuff online because that's where everyone is these days. Everyone's got smartphones. So if you ain't online, you're really missing out. Definitely. So that's interesting. So if your job didn't exist, just imagine your role did not mm -hmm. exist, how would we cope? as a general population, what would we miss out on? Um, well, you can just imagine COVID, for example, that was the, the thing that no one predicted that could happen. You know, if you're not online and your, your business is just on a higher street shop, you know, everyone felt comfortable and think, oh yeah, we'll always get customers, you know, people come, but the day that your shop closes, like what are you gonna do? So if we wasn't here, we, you're getting no business whatsoever. You're not online, you won't be seen and you'll get zero sales. However, if you are online, which we can help happen, we can build your e-commerce store, we can do your marketing, set up your adverts and really still push your business, you can still make sales without your shop being open. And we encourage all businesses to become a 24-7 business because you can. 
everyone has the ability to make sure that they're making money while you're sleeping just by being online because your customers might be awake at any time and especially if you sell something that's global and worldwide then there's no reason why you can't be getting money 24 7 from your business that's right so everybody you need to contact mcpherson marketing and sales solutions because everything that medjan is talking about that's what he does in terms of helping businesses to be 24 7 if you need an e-commerce website please contact mmss what um challenges have you had so far in your career the challenges um i'll say my challenges was actually starting the challenge is where do you start so overcoming um that aspect of starting is was the most challenging thing it's like i want to offer all of these services what soft, uh, services do i offer first what soft, uh, services do i you know what are my strengths what can i offer later down the line because our mission is to become a one-stop marketing solutions company where we can actually help you with all marketing across the board so for us it's we can't focus on like pushing five services at one time when it is just myself because obviously we're going to be spreading well i'm spreading myself in i can't be doing one this kind of project on social media and then trying to do the e-commerce projects and creating all kinds of campaigns to just try to get everything going at the same time so i'll say my challenge was actually organizing myself in a way that i can manage my business and make sure that all of the services are being offered at um, at quality level and also making sure that we can actually deliver so i focused on working on one of my services and perfecting that first and now that i have my own processes um, and way of working and like i said communication with the design team and how we just organize things that's that was the hardest challenge that i had to overcome and again that even comes with finding the right team members to work with putting together the people that will make everything run efficiently within inside your organization so um that that was challenging and that takes time naturally because you can't rush it it is relationship based it takes time to understand a person and like to their way of working so that was a big challenge but once that i got over that um challenge business is um running smoothly so that would be one of the biggest ones that i've faced so far and um obviously the next one would be the financial situation of starting my business as um i was in still in uni when i started my business and at the time i was also doing um online delivery driving as well uh for supermarket so i was literally even then my time was just spread so thin and i just said this job is taking up too much of my time i think like if i actually focus more time on my business then then you know i'll see results faster so at that stage it just got to a point where i was like i just quit my job i didn't think about it i just quit it and from there i was just like what am i going to do <laughs> so the pressure was on and it worked like it worked out for me in the sense that i believe that if you have that pressure um you always perform you know i think 
if you don't put yourself on that pressure, you want to stay in a job, then, you know, you're, there's a level of comfort and which will prevent you from going forward with what you want to do anyway. So I think that was another big challenge, just going through it. My, um, my lifestyle changed. I had to give up my lifestyle because I was thinking I can't be spending the way I'm spending because my income is no longer guaranteed. So that was a very difficult thing as well. But um, yeah, it's all for the bigger picture. So I just had to make sure that I just stayed focused on knowing what I want to achieve, that this is temporary. I just got, got to starve right now and just work hard to make sure that I get to where I want to. And like I said, with that pressure of not knowing, it just made me work harder to make sure I find something to, you know, bring in generate income. What is really awesome, what you're saying, is the importance of identifying that you have to leave your um, your worker role, your government job <laughs> type of thing, mm -hmm. when you have yeah. to make that decision, because you know it's not um, fulfilling your true purpose, you know? So you know yeah. that if I need to focus on my entrepreneurial activities, I need to leave the government job and mm -hmm. I need to step into this. And it is temporary. And I understand mm -hmm. that battle with regards to finance and with regards mm -hmm. to not even like buying things, you know, worldly things or luxury items, but just general living as yeah. a setting up your, your business. But once that you have the support around you, then it's, it's good, isn't it, at the end of the day? But it's good that, you know, you had to go through some most probably decision-making and thinking about how am I going to be able to, you know, um, how long am I going to be working for in my business so that I see the fruits of it financially as well? So it's a big risk. And I feel that I am an advocate of people um, operating outside of their comfort zone, operating mm -hmm. in the zone of uncomfortability, because that's where we truly see ourselves for who we are. But yeah. as well as it's so important to just do what you feel is right because we've only got this one life. <laughs> we've only That's got correct. one life. Do you understand what I'm saying, Midian? And plus, I always say, I do not want to leave this world with companies inside me, projects and ideas. I don't want to do that. So let's just, whilst we're here on this beautiful world and on earth, let's work out let's let's work it out you know let's do what we need to do awesome man awesome so you, you talked a lot about your challenges but on the upside of that what about accomplishments what about the things that you're most proud of the things that i'm most proud of is um delivering the projects that we um have been working on that's the most satisfying thing for me personally is you know that someone else is happy with the service that we've done and you know they're making money and I can actually say yes that's a job well done for me and the fact that my biggest accomplishment is even to still be here at this time and like I said we're still growing and we're thriving because like I said I remember when like we didn't have nothing and we was chasing looking for our first client and you know now it's not the same no more the conversations we can show results and having that there and just people saying good stuff about our company, that's what makes me happy. And I think it's my biggest accomplishment so far. So now we're just looking for awards. <laughs> yes. 
and you will get that. I'm telling you, that's right. And I'll be there in the audience going, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you. So if we go back, way, way back in time, what advice would you give to your younger self? I would say um, just keep on going, keep on going. Like don't stop, you know? Um, I just feel like from that age, you know, I had that dream of starting my own company as well. And I feel like I've never really lost touch with that same dream. The last dream that I lost touch with was being a footballer. I wanted to be a footballer. You know, I love being in just playing football. But when I couldn't do that, I just carried on studying sports and tried to stay close to it as possible. But again, I just wanted to know that I wanted to have my own business one day and I know that it's, it's happened now. So I'll just tell my younger self just to keep going and never give up. You know, even challenges there, just, you know, conquer them, keep going. That's awesome because a lot of people will have the issue of fear, but I call it false as evidence appearing real. It's not mm -hmm. really real. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That we can just trick our minds into thinking that things are positive right. and just go on through with that. So what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to set up their own um, marketing or digital marketing company, but just unsure about the first step to take? What advice would you give to them? Um, I would say look for a mentor. Look for somebody that is successful within your industry and who you want to be like. And if they're offering something that you're, like you're, that you're planning to offer, then it's good read about them, try to get in contact with them. If you can't actually find one that, you know, that's already famous and established, um, then find someone that is still, you know, got results already that you can follow. I think that's the most important thing to do because it's not about just um, starting up your own digital marketing agency. There's a whole business behind it. You still need to know uh, obviously how to register your company, how to um, to market your business, terms and conditions, policies and procedures, all of these things that is you have to do before you start up your business. And like I said, having a mentor will streamline you into just bullet points saying this is the first step you take, second step, first step. And um, even uh, between me and my partner, um, we have an ebook that we're creating at the moment and it is a called the blueprint to small business so that is going to be an online course as well that will basically be highlighting everything that you need to do to start up your small business and get off on the right track because everybody makes mistakes and like i said i will share my mistakes and it will be able to help others streamline their business save time and not have to make the same mistakes that we made so that's what we're planning to do. He works in uh, the property industry. So again, it's coming from two different industries as well. We can actually just um, like merge the kind of information on the, the basic principles on how to start up a business um, from the ground up. And advice would always be get a mentor or just yeah, do some research online of the things that you need to start up a business and to make sure that you're um, operating legally. Yeah. Operating legally, and that's important, isn't it? <laughs> because then you get Mr. or Mrs. HMRC knocking on your door and saying, where is my tax? 
here is a exactly. tiny bill of X amount of grams, like, can I have it please, like now, you know? Yeah. So it's important to be having all of that information about finance, you know, setting up your company through companies house, all that useful information. And what I love, I think you're so inspiring, you know, Midian, you are so inspiring because you're helping <laughs> others. You're going through setting yeah. up a business and you're successful in your business. And now you want to help the next person do not make the same mistakes that you have made, but you just want to make it a bit more easier for them. And that is amazing. That is so awesome. Of course, that's, that's our mission as well as a business, obviously to help other companies grow. So whatever problems that they face, we want to help them in any way. Obviously we focus on marketing solely, but again, there's, I've, I've had um, potential, you know, prospects, people looking to set up their businesses, and they they were talking about marketing, but before they speak about to me about marketing, they haven't even done their their research. They don't even know about what they want to market and stuff. So I'm thinking to myself that you really need to put in the groundwork. Of course, it's always good to have an idea, you know, but you have to develop it and develop it before you throw money towards marketing when you don't know if your product's even fully developed or you don't understand what you're going to be offering to the market. So. It is a thing that you have to really just take time with. And, you know, Rome was never built in a day. So, yeah, just make sure you have a solid plan. Because in my experience as well, what I'd say is another challenge, but is expected, um, is that, you know, people, um, they expect results. When they pay for something, they expect results directly. But if you're not putting the money into the right things and you haven't got the right content, or there's something just missing in your formula, like the advertising may never work, you know? So you really have to make sure that you have all of the components to make sure that you're running a successful campaign, you know? So that's what I always advise um, to people, make sure that you have all of the right tools and resources before you look to market your product. That's really smart advice. And obviously, people who are listening to this podcast, they will be contacting your organization, isn't it, to help them put together a successful marketing campaign? Because we all have great ideas and of products and things that will benefit individuals, but we don't have the insight like yourself. So we would pay you as an expert to help our marketing campaign be successful. And I love that you touched on um, mentors regards to um, getting help and advice. They mm -hmm. say that, you know, is that, was it the African proverb saying that it takes a village to raise a child, right? So <laughs> even going back to that. So did you have any mentors like throughout your career? Um, yes, yes, I did. Um, my first support came from my university. So I got my first mentor there where I was able to you know, share my ideas with, and he'll tell me, just point me in the right direction. So that's what I was um, firstly involved in, in their little program, a graduate scheme kind of thing for uh, startup businesses. So I was involved in that, and that helped a lot as well. They gave me platforms to speak on, etc. So again, that helped me build my confidence and really, um, you know, be able to speak in front of 100 people. So that was really good. Um, and then I, even now, I've still got a mentor. I've still got a mentor now. So 
literally, I would say you're never too big to have a mentor. It just really depends on where you're trying to take your business and how big you want to be. Because you can always learn from someone that's done bigger things already. So you never be too big for a mentor. Oh, never too big. Even Puff Daddy, his mentor, Ray Dalio, they have those wonderful conversations that I listen to and watch on YouTube. And I find it, it's really interesting. It's important to have that, is to think that you just because you've made it, yeah. whatever you think is making it, you're still going to yeah. need help and advice along the way and to bounce ideas off, isn't it? So I think that it's important to have like a circle of inspiring people but those who are willing to push you and challenge you so that yeah. you are your best person isn't it that you're able right. to deliver a great service so is it you said that it's only just a couple of years that you've done your business but yet it is successful and i was looking at some data and it says 60 percent of businesses fell within the three years so i salute you hey i salute hey. you for still being here so um post lockdown you know a lot of businesses are falling aren't they Midian? they're just you know regardless yeah. he's here there and everywhere so are you busier now than before like what what is the the movement in your industry we've been busy throughout throughout since march we've been crazy busy and it's in a way i kind of expected it because like i said it was like the rush you know everyone's now trying to do something new everyone's trying to actually well, they reviewed their marketing plan, I guess, like they was happy in their shop, you know, expecting all these customers. But now the shop's closed. Now that time has happened, you know, it's not a what if situation. I could have predicted coronavirus. Worst case scenario did occur and it wasn't online. So, yeah, I assume just a lot of people are scrambling to um, yeah, just readjust their, their strategy and, and get online. So for us, it was really busy um, helping a lot of businesses get online during this period, make sales. So yeah, it was it was actually really good. We're still very busy now. So um, yeah, just post lockdown, it's, it hasn't, it's really picked up again. You know, I did get a few clients that was um, obviously hesitant and it does depend on the industry that you're in. You know, it, some people don't have a choice but to close. So a lot of people was hesitant on to start their projects and whatnot and delayed it just in case they just don't know where it's going to go um, in the future. So, um, but overall, I'd say I was positioned myself pretty well before the, the lockdown and before this happened and I was, I was prepared. So my work did not change. I was working from home two years ago. So, um, yeah, my, my, it didn't really affect me in any ways. Good. In fact, it, it impacted your business in a positive way, isn't it? Because have been yeah. very slow with IT and getting their services online, like um, you know, like John Lewis, Marks and Spencer, you know, places or large um, organisations like that, and having mass redundancies because they've been slow to make that change, you know, to what the people want and need. So that's good that you're busy. <laughs> I like to hear that, you know, because we want your business to be successful throughout and may that continue. Yeah. So Thanks. if somebody's looking to get into um, digital marketing would be the terminology, right? Hmm? Would the digital marketing will be the terminology used. So what type of uh, training and qualifications are needed for this particular role within IT? Um, 
Well, I wouldn't necessarily say you need a degree anymore at all. I wouldn't say you need a degree. I've done a degree. Um, again, of course, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't change my route, but personally, if you want to get into digital marketing, there's plenty of courses out there. Um, so you just have to look online and just learn, see which one a good platform is. Uh, Udemy, they've got lots of different courses. Um, digital marketing is a very broad term as well. There's a lot of um, different components to digital marketing from graphic design, um, you know, advertising, actual content creating, copywriting. So I would say Udemy is a good place to start just to look online and purchase courses that could teach you some key skills quickly to get into digital marketing. Um, also, HubSpot's a good one. They have a lot of free online courses where you can learn social media management, inbound strategies, you know, Facebook advertising, etc. cetera. Um, there's a lot of places you just need to do your research because even myself, even I done my degree, after my degree, I done several courses, several courses to just understand the skills in digital marketing. And one thing I would say that is important is um, you really do have to make sure you're up to date with the latest trends in the market. Because digital marketing, you know, nothing stays still, nothing stays still, it's very fast paced. Um, consumer um, behaviors change very fast you know even like i said that just the lockdown for the covid that made everybody shop online you didn't have no choice to go in the shop so people you just have to make sure that you're constantly reading and being up to date with the latest trends on whatever niche that you're working with if you're not then you may not see the results and if you're not delivering results your clients aren't happy etc so you really do have to stay on the ball with constant learning and development awesome lifelong learning that's an advert mm -hmm. yeah don't stop you just have to otherwise if you stop learning you you'll just fall behind and like i said you just won't get the results the times have changed you can't use old strategies in in new times yeah so yeah see what's working that's awesome so what about the money obviously we don't want i don't want you to reveal your salary <laughs> but as a range like what is the the salary like from somebody who is just on their first rung of their career ladder getting into i know you said mm -hmm. that digital marketing is a broad term but on the first rung of the career ladder to a very senior position what what's the salary like um well if you're running your own uh, business again it's, it's limitless in terms of how much you can make. It just really depends on how much you make. It's my job to make clients money. The more I make them, the more that I make. So really and truly, we can say if you're getting to a job that's salary-based, say between from maybe 15, starting 15, all the way up into um, the hundreds, hundred thousands bracket, hundred K salaries. It's very achievable. It just really dis it depends on the size of your clients and the size of your project. That's what it is. There's really no limit. It just really, yeah. If you get a big corporate client, then that could. The size the limit, huh? The size the limit. <laughs> Definitely. That's why again, digital to, uh, digital marketing is um, a very good industry to be in. It's just a huge huge market with, with no cap really yeah awesome so who would you like to work for not work for i mean like who would you like to um do some work 
with, I should say, to collaborate with or to, you know, to deliver a project for which organization or person? Or person. Um, well, I would love, I'm in love with sports. So my niche is I focus on working with uh, fashion companies, beauty and healthcare companies. So I would say the ones that I would love to do project for and work with uh, would be, one would be Nike. I would definitely love to do a campaign with Nike. Um, I think I'll do a great, amazing job with it for their stuff. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Put that out there in the atmosphere, definitely. you know? Definitely, I want to bring in one day. Um, I would also say Vitabiotics. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, that's another interesting company to me, and like I said, I would love to, to work with them, see what kind of ideas that I could put on the table and help them grow. And um, another company that I would like to work with I would say um, like mobile. Good. Yeah. Excellent. We've gotten such, well, I have, <laughs> I've gotten such a good insight into the work of digital marketing. I know you said it's such a broad, broad subject, but I like that you have given everybody a good insight into your role and into your career journey so far. So just to sum up, you know, just give some advice to listeners, especially young people who are looking to get into to do the type of work that you want to do, but are just unsure they could be, could be because of finance, it could be they don't have the right people around them to encourage them, or they're just unsure about the type of skill set, whether it be transferable in IT. Just give the wonderful audience some advice. I would say, um, really look, focus on what you want to do first. Um, you could be doing web design, so make sure that you learn it, and learn how to market yourself as well. Learn how to sell yourself. That's the personal thing. It's like your CV. So what you can help somebody with. How can you solve somebody's problem? If you focus on figuring that out and you know that. My, like my ambition came from um, there's people around me, for example. The reason why I started my business is that I realized that um, several of my peers, friends, were uh, starting up their business or in, you know, they already set up and still in their beginning uh, phase. And they all had the common problem of pushing their business. They were so busy on day-to-day -day operation. And then that's when a light bulb clicked for me that I could help them all. <laughs> so I was just like, look, like, I can help you with that. So that's why I set up my agency and I was like, how can I help? What, what do you need help with marketing? How can we help you push yourself? What is it that you're working with? So, um, yeah, I'll just say focus on the skills that you love. Again, not every aspect of digital marketing I love. That's why, again, I have a, I have a team that's able to help me pull the projects together and deliver. Um, so, yeah, focus on your strengths. And, yeah, just make sure you do your research. Everything's online. If you have interest in digital marketing, you have to see what's working out there. Awesome. That is such great advice. And as I said, you are a very inspirational person. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm just getting good vibes from you. Like, and it's, 
um, what does it say? It is catching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's catching, it's good. Just to hear you talk and your um, how you're articulating your ideas and, you know, I'm sure that somebody will be listening to this and thinking, do you know what? I've got to give it a go. I've just yeah. got no one to, you know, as you said, you, Demi, and there's other, um, you know, massive online courses that you could do that are available. Just type it in Google, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so, so you just have to be proactive. You have to be proactive because, again, um, a lot of our clients, they count on us to be proactive. Yeah. That's why we're here. We're the ones that are here to help push the ideas or throw some new strategies their way to help their business grow. So if you're proactive, that clients will always love you. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. Like, thank you so much. So this is Media from McPherson Marketing and Sales Solutions. You need to get in contact with this man, okay? We will help you ensure that you have a great and successful marketing campaign. everyone this is your host Sophia Lewis and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Employability Matters a careers and job related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work thank you for subscribing I very much appreciate your support and remember to share with your family and friends it would be appreciated if you could leave a great review on our YouTube channel, Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I will be back next week for another great episode. So until then, remember, employability matters.